You're listening to Hunting Home with Blake Hunter and Peggy Sweet. The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Hunting Home. I'm Todd Studer, joined in studio today by Blake Hunter of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate, with offices located in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Blake, thank you so much for coming back in, and also thank you for the guests that you brought into the studio today. Yeah, I got some great ones today. Uh, Kendra and Jeremy, uh, they bought their house in 2020, so going on three years now. And I uh, wanted them to come in and talk about their experience buying virtually, so sight unseen in person. Before we jump in with Jeremy and Kendra, is this something that you do a lot of, or is this kind of a one-off deal? Um, actually, they were my first, but since then I've done two or three with just a couple recently. Um, so with our kind of the crazy market we've had the last couple of years, it has become more common. Well, uh, Jeremy and Kendra Shustig of now Council Bluffs, but at the time when all this house purchase was going on, you weren't in Council Bluffs, right? No, we were in Sarasota, Florida. No, so Kendra, your maiden name is Forrestal, so you were actually, you grew up in Council Bluffs. Yeah, born and raised in Council Bluffs. Um, I actually graduated high school with Blake in, in 2010, so that's how Blake and I know each other. Fun fact, we were both um, Mr. and Miss LC our graduating year, too. <laughs> are known to fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you have the uh, superlatives in the in the yearbook then? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Were you able to stay cool? Kendra did. I, I'm <laughs> barely hanging on. <laughs> all right. Well, Jeremy, you're not originally from Council Bluffs. So when all of this is going down, what was your thoughts about buying a house virtually? Well, first of all, we were traveling to a city and state that I didn't even know existed in the United States. So <laughs> that was new for me. But overall, I mean, the whole experience, trying to get there to be closer to our family was really the main concern. So anything that Blake could do to make us feel more comfortable, even though it was on a 4.6 screen, he was trying to do that for us. So it was definitely a good experience. Well, just so you're fully aware that we do have a rule in Iowa that to be considered a native of Iowa, we just need you to have one time flown over it. Well, I've done that multiple times. So. <laughs> he thought I lived in Idaho. He thought that Iowa was Idaho. And so when we stopped in Omaha, Nebraska, he's like, this isn't Idaho. And you know how many times I've heard that? I graduated high school down in Georgia and hear from Iowa. Is that where they grow potatoes? No, that's, and they can, but no, that's not what we're known for. Occasionally, Ohio. Mm -hmm. yep. And one time I actually heard, you're from Hawaii? No, I'm from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's walk through the process a little bit. So you are wanting to move back. Uh, had COVID already gotten started at this point when, when this was happening? We actually just came into COVID. Um, our son was born in February of 2020. Both of our jobs went 100% remote, so we kind of were on that gridlock lockdown, couldn't see our family, so it was coming to be a bigger concern to try to get a little bit of a better life. Yes, Florida is nice, but family obviously was way more important than the sun and the beach. 
Well, and I've heard from people before. I was somebody moved to Iowa from Florida, and I was why would you do that when you're thinking about the winters? And their comment was, I went through four hurricanes this year. I don't want to hear a word about the weather, (laughs) (laughs) which we don't deal with those up this far, but uh, other than the occasional tornado. But you are wanting to make the move. So how much research did you have to do into the area before you even knew what neighborhood you wanted to live in? Well, so we would travel back to Council Bluffs probably two to three times a year, mainly for holidays, birthdays, and stuff like that. So when we were getting closer to the moving date, and it was a real conversation. We actually started to do some drive-bys in our in our visits, but they mainly consisted of maybe an hour to two before a flight. So we weren't able to really dive in super deep. So I had to take a lot of, I had to really trust in Kendra to know where we were going to move. Well, and being from here, you know, I knew kind of the areas of town that I wanted to, to be in or, or what the houses looked like, you know, so I already had some ideas of some neighborhoods and when July hit, I just kind of looked at Jeremy and I said, look, we're moving. Like, we need to move back. I need my family. Like, we're, you know, this, we're in the thick of COVID. Like, we're, we're just done with it, right? Um, Actually, so, to correct that, it was my idea first before yours. So, just <laughs> to make that clear. Well, once we decided, I just picked up the phone and I called Blake. And I said, look, we're moving. I need you to find me a house. Um, from there, he just started to kind of send us listings. Jeremy found some. And we kind of shared back and forth. I think there was two or three that we did the the virtual FaceTime to see. And then the one that we ended up buying, we went through the whole house on FaceTime, submitted the offer, got accepted. And then I had my dad meet Blake for the inspection, um, which was cool. You know, so I had my dad's opinion and then I also had Blake. Um, But I think the reason we were able to pull that trigger so quickly is because of the trust that Blake and I have had over the years. Yeah, that part definitely helps because some of the other people that I've done this with, I didn't know at all. And so there's also a learning curve, you know, getting to know those people a little bit while you're showing them a house virtually. And you don't realize when you're showing a house with your phone, how slow you have to go to capture everything in the house. And then not only do you have to go slow and focus on what you're looking at, but you have to describe things, you have to talk about things. And it's definitely a different experience. And then with, with the house that they bought, kind of interesting is the owner stayed in the house while I was doing the virtual tour. Really? <laughs> and so I knew that that was going to happen, and I told them before I went in, and we can have another conversation about this at a later date on a podcast, <laughs> but you got to be careful what you say when you're showing a house, even if the owner is not present because you don't know who's listening. And so you know, I told them, and said, okay, we're going to look at the house, and then when we get done, we can t- we'll all leave, and then we can talk about it. But it's a process, and uh, for them, you know, it means a lot that they put that trust in me in the first place. If you can go look at a house physically, I would advise that you do. But in their situation, especially in that market, you you had hours, not days, not weeks, you know, to make a decision. And, you know, virtually was the only way that they could do that. Were you homeowners in Florida, too? Did you have a house to sell there? Yes, we did, actually. We had... Uh... It was a pretty nice house. It was a, a 4-2 with a swimming pool, not too far from the beach. So, I mean, it was definitely hard to leave. And with the way the market was going, we definitely got more than we paid for it. So it was definitely an incentive to sell. It sat on the market for less than 48 hours. So the sale process was super easy, and it made the whole experience even better because we weren't sweating 
selling our original home to go to this. Well, and that's something a lot of people, nearly everyone is dealing with is uh, selling a house and then moving to the next house and getting that timing right. But if you're, what is it, 1,500 miles uh, roughly from where we're at now to where you're at in Florida, it's got to add just an extra element to it. Oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, the the biggest thing, and you know, I live and die by this, but Blake showed us the house. We spent the time, maybe 20 minutes over FaceTime, and had maybe a 10-minute conversation in the driveway, and we pulled the trigger and made the offer. What kind of questions were you asking when this virtual tour was taking place? How many dogs live in this house? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a big part of it, and you have to be their nose, if you will, because how how important is it uh, of what a house smells like when you go in to take a tour of whether or not you could, because getting that, if there's a smell in there that you don't like, getting that out is usually not very easy. Well, you have to use all of your senses when you're looking at a house. And, you know, people look at pictures online all the time. They look at a house and they think that they really have a feel for what that house is, but you just don't till you go step, you know, step foot in it. And just the layout of the house, walking through it, you know, in those in the pictures that are edited, you see the nice white carpet. Well, maybe you get there and it's not as white as you thought it was. Or, you know, there's small things like that that you really have to pay attention to that I've really learned dealing with some people virtually is you need to point all those things out, be open about it. Because the last thing, you know, what makes me nervous is not doing a good job explaining things to them or or you know, with the virtual tour, and then they show up and they're like, well, you didn't tell us that. That's the last thing that I want. So I'm, I want to tell you, I, I'd almost rather tell you more bad things. That way you're totally aware of everything and then maybe get there and like, oh, wow, that's better than I thought. That's the outcome that I want. Well, he, one of the first things he said, our, our bedroom is right when you walk in the entryway, you have stairs that go up and then our bedroom's right off to the left. And he's like, okay, this is a little bit of different layout. I want to be very transparent of what this looks like. Like, if you don't have the door shut, you can see the front door from your bedroom. I don't know if that's going to be weird for you or not. But then he even went so far to zoom into the walls like our, what do you call it? Like the the wall itself are rounded, the corners. Okay, yeah. The walls are rounded. Right. He's like, you don't see, you know, this customization very often. And it was just kind of cool to watch all the little details he pointed out that I don't even know if I would have noticed if I would have walked in myself. You know. It helps to go in a lot of houses and look at a lot of those things. And then you start noticing Small things like that. And plus, to add to that, he also did this about 10 iPhones ago on cell service. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the quality was not quite as good as what we got now. Nowhere near it is today. So picture quality was very important at that time. (laughs) Were there any surprises for you then when you were actually able to step foot physically in the house? Was there anything that, man, that just... pictures just weren't what I thought it would be. So the main living room when you first walk in has cathedral ceilings and you don't really realize how tall they are until you physically stand in them. Uh, Just to give a little bit of understanding, we have a 16 foot Christmas tree in our living room and you can see it from the second story. So that's one of the key points of being able to physically walk the property. A photo does not give it any justice. No, but that depth perception is what you're talking about. Because yes. you're just looking at two dimensions at that yeah. point. So you're, you're talking about using all of your senses. That's a big part of it is being able to see things in three dimensions. Yeah, and, and speaking of three dimensions, one of the things I remember is you guys have kind of a steep driveway. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was like 
not only do you have to do the virtual inside, you got to do the virtual outside. So here I am, you know, walking with my phone, talking, pointing things out. And then I was like, well, that's a big, the driveway thing is a big one, especially in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to like lay down and hold my phone out <laughs> so you can that. see that. Cause it's hard. Even if you're just standing looking at it, you can't see the angle of, of a driveway. And that's really important for where we live. Oh, definitely. I just recently sold a house that had a sloped driveway and the time of year that we're coming into now, that's, it's a huge part of your day-to-day -day life now. Well, in the backyard, so our house is in Timbercrest, so most houses up there have zero yard. So that was a big concern of me just knowing the neighborhood. So can you go walk around? So he walked the entire perimeter of our backyard, and he was giving me things to compare it to, you know, other family friends that we, we have in common. He's like, it's like so-and-so's backyard, you know? Yeah, that helped. Definitely yeah. knowing people in common and, and knowing the neighbors. My family's actually lives next door, so that helped a little bit. But to comment, like... The next step on the virtual process, besides the just looking at the house, the nice thing is that we can do all the paperwork electronically. And so I can email all the paperwork to them, the offer. We talk about everything on the phone, you know, how you're going to write your offer, and I can fill it out, send it to them. They can electronically sign it, which simplifies things majorly. And we can do that all the way up to closing, you know, addendums, things change throughout the deal. Just send them an email, have them sign it, and... Without that, we wouldn't be able to do it. And it was quick. We had yeah. to be quick during these times. You know, we wrote the offer in, what, 10, 15 minutes, and then they countered a couple times. And within, what, two minutes, we were able to sign it and get it yep. back. And, yep. and you and had our, to do that. And our whole experience was from selling a home in Florida, signing a deal virtually, seeing a house virtually, getting on an airplane with a child and four animals, and then packing our house into a semi to the point where, as we arrived, the semi pulled up to the house. We had the keys 30 minutes later, and we were unpacking into our new home. How long before the surreal part of that sort of dissipated and you were able to settle into, okay, this just happened? It took weeks. <laughs> you were talked about how many, you come back to uh, the Council Bluffs area uh, to see family from Florida. Uh, Jeremy, had you been in that particular neighborhood? So did you have any familiarity at all? No. So when we, when we purchased the house, her mother made it very clear this neighborhood was on top of a hill. And I didn't understand that. And there's a certain entrance off of Madison Avenue that has a switchback going to the top. I've been on it. And she not only drove it, she walked it with a camera to show how steep it was because I never understood. And then when we first got here, I'm like, we live up that? I said, it's a bluff. <laughs> yeah. Not a mountain or a hill. It's a bluff. How do we get down this in the winter? That was the first thing I thought. But, you know, it's one of those things that I've come to love about our neighborhood. Um, not only is it beautiful and it's always got a good breeze, but we have probably some of the prettiest wildlife that frequents up there all year long. That's very true. And, and the other thing about that neighborhood is typically... If there's somebody there, there's a reason for them to be there. There's, these are not through streets. No. So you you can feel a little more comfortable uh, with with the privacy level. I could not agree more. And there's always people up there walking. Our neighbors are very friendly. We couldn't ask for a better neighborhood. No, it's uh, I've always really liked that part. And I, it, I rarely have an opportunity to go up there because I just don't have a reason to unless I'm going to see someone because it's not on the way to anywhere. You're on the way home if you're going up that road. So would is this a process that 
the two of you would recommend to someone else, or is this something after having gone all the way through it, you'd say, uh, maybe not? I would do it all over again. <laughs> Done. And, and, Done. I, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about moving across the country. I mean, even if it came down to the fact where if I was busy and I was traveling, I would feel comfortable asking Blake to do what he's already done and trusting him that he's going to have my best interest to the part where I have no second doubt. Yeah, because, I mean, in the beginning, Blake only, or Jeremy only knew Blake from a couple of acquaintances. He's like, you know, this is a big decision. It is. You know, he's like, I know you, you think he's cool, but like, you know, this is this, this is a lot of money. I said, Blake's got our best interest. There was multiple conversations over the phone where she had to remind me. She goes, you don't know him. You can't talk to him like that. And I continued to remind her. I said, we are signing a very important contract with this guy. I will talk to him yeah. the way that I feel like. In the, in, and to be clear, we never had any words, but... Yeah. Jeremy's very straightforward. If he has a question he's going to ask, he's going to ask. And I appreciate that because especially in a situation like this, you got to have everything out there. You want to clear the air. And I'm always, there's no dumb questions, you know, be open and kind of based off of their experience. And then the, the other couple deals that I've done virtually in the last year is a key part that made me feel comfortable was that we were able to have home inspections um, on their house and the other deals that I've done <clears throat> because it kind of takes a little bit of weight off me that, you know, I'm not a home inspector. I, I can, I kind of know some things to look for, things to look at, but there's a, there's a huge peace of mind for the buyer when they can have a home inspection. You have another set of eyes looking at something. And in their situation, it was another opportunity to have a family member come look at the house, listen to what the home inspector had to say. So they're not just getting my word from it. They're getting a professional's word, you know, this is a good house. Here's the things that could use attention, you know. And so there's a huge boost of confidence, I think, for a buyer. I, if everyone could have a home inspection, that'd be great. But with the market that we were, have been dealing with, having a home inspection was was tough to get a house bought with that contingency in there. So luckily, you know, the, for your guys' house, you know, you were able to do that, and it made me feel a lot better. Well, and to add to that, the one thing that he made a point to be very clear is yes, this was a beautiful home. Yes, it was perfect for us. Yes, he did a good job. But it had a problem that could be aware of that the roof needed to be replaced in a, you know, two to five years. Very clear. And we we understood that and it was very clear in the home inspection and we continued to move forward with it because we saw the value in the house besides, you know, the elephant in the room. And then, long behold, we got a roof replaced over insurance, so we're all happy. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening to this. <laughs> well, Jeremy, you didn't grow up around here. You're from the East Coast. Right? I'm from upstate New York, Upstate yes. New York. Yep. So how have you made the adjustment? It's got to be some bit of culture shock, even though you have visited here, but it's altogether different living here. Uh, I mean, probably the biggest thing that I had to do so far is learn to slow down learn if someone's opening the door for me they're they're doing it for the good reasons and not the bad and for the most part if someone's asking me how it's going they really want to know how it's going they just don't want to say hi well that's uh i hear those same kind of comments from uh, people that describing iowa that folks from iowa are just like that they actually do care that if, if they're asking you a question like that, they're not just trying to get rid of you. Uh, they they actually like to know how you're doing. Yeah, the the Midwestern mentality is a real thing. But 
do you think you're ever going to just kind of incorporate yourself into that or are you still uh, uh... I, I've, I've tried to adapt I felt like I've done a good job I mean I, I deer hunt I, I wear cowboy boots every once in a while so you're in I'm, I you know I wear the occasional flannel so I, I try to fit in spend time at tractor supply i think uh bomb guards and menards are my favorite place there you go that's a house project well congratulations uh on going through this whole process and and i mean i'm i don't know specifically what house but i know the neighborhood you guys are in a great neighborhood and congratulations on everything that that's worked out to this so far and we really appreciate you coming in and telling your story i mean i i am fascinated by that i've never done what it is that you're talking about so yeah, well, we appreciate the time, and we love that you have us. Yeah, anytime you want, just come up, drive up the hill, and we'll be the one with the 20-foot stand in the front yard. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we needed a camera to get that eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and Kendra Shustig uh, joining us on Hunting Home with Blake Hunter. Again, Blake, thank you very much for your time, and we thank you for listening. And uh, we will be releasing new podcasts every week. So until next time, take care.